Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. And welcome to episode 60-something or other of the Hooniverse <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and I'm not joined tonight by my cohort, Blork Wrong. He's off doing whatever the hell he's doing. He's probably driving something. He's driving Miatas somewhere. Miatas? I saw East Coast pictures on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he was doing Well, I thought he was already back, but whatever. Uh, that is the voice, the angelic dulcet tones of... Uh, Mr. Zach Clapman. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Zach, thank you for joining us tonight. You're very welcome. Uh, you're normally a producer of this podcast, uh, and now you're, you're stepping in front of the mic for, well, like the 30th time. That's true. <laughs> At least. Once again, my wisdom is called upon <laughs> to bestow um, to the mass. I've been watching Game of Thrones for the first time. So. I've never seen one episode or read the books. It's good. Yeah. They say it's everyone says it's good and you're like, eh, I know, I get it. And then you watch it like this is good. Really? It's good. It's Somebody good. said that about Walking Dead. They and they're not a sci fi person and they watched Walking Dead. Oh. It's, I guess zombies sci fi. Right? Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Um, science fiction. <laughs> Walking Dead is great until you realize like, okay, we get it. You know how to kill zombies. Like we, really? oh you can do it's it again. old. We every every day they try to think of a new way to show a zombie getting killed and you're like, just just do the story. Like let's just awesome. You, you got to invest in characters, yeah, keep and then it's like, but this time he's going to use his heel, right? <laughs> to, right to the eye. Look at all the work the guys spent on the makeup, and you're like, we get oh, it. Oh, yeah, we yeah, get yeah. It. Yeah, they're trying to get um, Emmys and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. They're trying uh, to uh, keep people interested. Uh, you've been a busy man lately um, mm -hmm. with the Drive Network, which we've talked about, you know, that going on. Um, and you've got more episodes coming up, I'm assuming. We do. We have, uh, I believe, 10 more. Nice. Coming, um, not starting for another few, a little, a little over a month. But and um, are these brand new or stuff that's being recirculated? It's gonna be a mix. Okay. Because uh, we have, well, I, was gonna, I was gonna make fun of myself. No, but we have so much, honestly, like good content on the, on the site already on right. the channel. So obviously, it's better for for television and for us as far as money goes to air some stuff we've already shot sure. which is also awesome because it's not like everybody on watching tv has seen like a drifting f40 i don't know if that's right, gonna air right, right. to clarify or I like I musto really in a four-engined whatever yeah the, the two-engine hot rod i mean yeah. they're, so they're, they're gonna have some of that they're gonna be some uh some other stuff they're gonna shoot cool and we're gonna do some new stuff some old stuff um so it's just cool to have a, a new venue kind of yeah absolutely i mean tv that's crazy yeah it's, it's just very some scrappy internet folks gone big time i know man you're we a just, big timer we just shot this thing with our phones and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> hey yeah here's your limo and your jet and we're like whoa i can't <laughs> handle this many boobs i love that speaking of shot with your phone did you see that that bentley video that was making the rounds no bentley shot two mulsans going through new york dramatic black and white this was all shot on and at the end this was all shot on iphones and edited on ipads 
and you're like, wow, that's amazing until you see the rigs that they're using to hold the iPhones. Oh. It's like $15,000 gyro-stabilized hand units to do tracking shots. Oh, is it the octagon-looking? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah it's that, like 15, 15 grand. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then other things they were doing uh, just to get the, like, other insane rigs I've never heard of or seen before, like gimbals for the iPhones. Like, come on. Yeah, that's You could have just done a DSLR and saved tons of money. That's like getting the camera car and then sticking the iPhone yes, onto exactly. the gimbal and yeah. be like, just an iPhone, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Could you show, I mean, yeah, the the arm was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and the car was one hundred fifty thousand dollars, but you know, it's an iPhone. It, it's like like think gym, different, dude. Or, think different. Think <laughs> like the uh, the GoPro commercials oh, where it's God, like yeah. all shot on GoPro. You're like, yeah, with like ten grand worth of color done on right. each frame at the end and of 50, it, and fifty thousand worth of GoPros. Yes, and oh, by the way, we flew to Alaska, right? And right. we brought an elephant there, <laughs> and we t- attached six to the bottom of helicopters. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. That's a funny thing when you see some of these GoPro videos. Like, man, they really killed it. It's like, well, their GoPro cost alone is higher than like all of our equipment put together. Yeah, that's true. Your like TST equipment and Hooniverse equipment, and we both between us have some decently expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, it's a lot. So yeah, so people, and that's another thing that bugs me. I'm like getting all Andy Rooney here. Young people need to know. Uh, but way to also aid yourself with the reference that no one understands. I've never really watched Andy Rooney, but um, I don't know what show he was. <laughs> Sixty Minutes. He's the cranky guy at the end. Okay. Um, when and more people are cluing themselves into this fact that when you see these videos, man, he drove the shit out of that car. Man, that dude had fifty takes. He oh yeah, he didn't totally. kill it. And I'm not singling out like you know Jim Conna stuff because those are creative, amazing videos. Mm-hmm. But it, folks, pay attention to the tire marks on the Bingo. ground. There are lots of them, and this took days of planning. And they don't shoot it all at once. Yep. And they shut down sections of the city and do that take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive that Ken Block can hit the same you know apex the corner and not take out a streetlight. But he's breaking cameras, he's ruining tires, he's doing other things, too, that you don't see. Yeah, no, that's very true. It would be awesome for them to do, like, Gym Con of Seven, the one where we just show you how we fuck up all the time. Yeah, like, behind the scenes, that would be good. I, I say Top Gear would be cool, too, to show when right. when drifts go wrong. And sometimes they do include that, of, but it's... But only if they. But it makes like if he says content. something good. If, yeah. If they if the camera captured Jeremy like, oh here we go and I'm losing it and they're like, oh keep that in that was funny. Yeah, and if he's like, oh it's hard to control or or oh it's so yeah. But if otherwise he's just like shit. Okay, try again. They're not gonna put that in there. Someone asked me once. They were they're like, we see Clarkson do these drifts and videos. It, do you think he does that in one take or is that re- um, like that's incredibly hard to do to nail that drift while talking to camera is not easy. Chris mm-hmm. Harris can make it look easy. Um, but if you look in some of the drift shots, he's not talking to camera. It's mm-hmm. hard as fuck, especially because he's doing it on the streets. Um, he he does that almost exclusively on the track now, if you watch the videos. Yeah. And he actually had to tell me this, and I, was, I thought, I was like, oh, that's true. And this was like six months ago. Mm. And he's like, because he knows that it was, you know, you had to do it. But now he he just goes on the press launches and, and does it on the track. And right. they get, give him a couple corners to do it on. That's good. But um, Which is funny, because on the La Ferrari video coming up soon, um, which I've seen, but I've also seen a lot of the other videos launch, and there's, it looks like every journalist drifted the same corner. Like, oh, really? Auto Cars video came out, and then, like, Evo's video Sideways. came out. And, and yeah, so and they like, all the same yeah, center so card. Use the corner. Totally. It's definitely like, okay, this is a safe one. It's got a little camber to it. Runoff, um, yeah. It's uphill on the exit. <laughs> yeah, stuff but like I mean, that. sure, those guys, I mean, it's nine and horsepower. Like, you're going to loop. Yeah. People, like you said, people, I, too, forgot that it will take 
our heroes more than one try to do something because you just see perfection. Mm -hmm. And that's also why fans of ours expect perfection right. immediately. And But Matt, Matt's done a good point, speaking of TST videos, where some of you are like, oh, why don't you do this, this, when they're talking about maybe driving a car harder or something like that. Mm -hmm. These aren't our cars. Yeah. Sometimes we're on public roads. If we ball this car up, either we've just cost someone hundreds of thousands of dollars or we could never get another press car ever again. So somebody was giving me shit once on the uh, comment section somewhere saying like, oh, you, you shouldn't call yourself Hooniverse because I'm like, well, you know, first of all, you're thinking of Hoonigan mm -hmm. and we came before them and we do two very different things. They're an amazing marketing video and t-shirt company. We just talk about cars. We love cars. Well, we love I cars. mean, they're thinking of the word, of course, the definition of, course, of the right. word. And, but we co-opted the word. You know, it comes from Australia, but, and maybe you can give me shit if you want, but I transform the word to fit my needs. Instead of being all about illegal, hyper-aggressive acts, I co-opted it from an American standpoint to just mean a love of driving. That's what I view hooning, you know, mm -hmm. if people want to say that. So the, we're the hooniverse. And so if I, maybe I'm driving, a, you know, eight-tenths on a canyon road, that's good enough. I, I'm not skilled enough, I'll first to admit that, to be tail out on the corners. Plus, I don't want to take the risk. If I lose totally. it in a corner, I'm fucking toast. So. No, you're, you're totally right. When I, I drove the, uh, you know, a bunch of cars at the wash thing at Laguna Seca, and, and there's a comment that's got 30 likes or whatever that was someone being like, this guy, it was in the 235, the M235, and this guy's like, oh, he looks like he's out for Sunday drive. Has he ever driven before? It's like, that was first lap in the car, there's 20 other people waiting to drive right. it. The, the brakes were shot when I got in it. Like, There's so many you know, factors. There's a lot of factors people don't understand. And I think and it comes from... And you're talking to camera. I was so talking to thinking. camera. I wasn't doing it as well. But yeah, but I think people, they get used to seeing you know Ken Block, Clarkson, Harris. Right. And they expect that from everybody. But there are other factors they don't think of. And in that case, it was like I was changing cars every 10 minutes. Right. So it's hard to get used to a track and used to the speed. Oh, yeah. You know, to slide something. You think about, and you're also like, oh, is the GoPro recording? Uh, what am I going to say here? Mm -hmm. like, shit like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I brought it up on the podcast before, but I got I got some shit. And I actually got a guy to recant, and now he likes everything I post on Instagram. Like, he's way into my shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, he's, he's a really <laughs> nice guy. Uh, Tim Kana, if you're listening. Um, he's, I got some shit in my, when I went to Laguna Seca, first time ever at the track. Uh, brand new car, STI launch. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be there. And I did a couple laps, come in, set up my cameras, kind of thinking about what I'm going to say, and I go out. And I time my lap by looking at uh, video start finish. You know, oh, gotcha, I, yeah. A rough estimate. And it was like mid, 150, mid to high 155, which isn't a stellar time, but anything under two minutes on, a tra on that track, if you look at some of the good times, it wasn't that bad, considering I'd never driven the car on that track. Uh, prior to that day, and I'm thinking of shit to say because you know I didn't have anything written out mm -hmm. as I'm doing it. So I was like, "Hey, I fuck you guys." That's why I still think we should do that show where we find shitty internet commenters, show up at the door, and have them come out for a cup of coffee. And and like you said, this. Why do you think that? Oh, and just argue with them. But in or person. discuss with them. In person, yeah. yeah. Like, really, like, calm. Like Jane, Silent Bob, but without the violence. Exactly. Because okay. I feel like I feel like 95 to 99% of the people would be like, you're right, man. It was the internet. I'm sorry. I was being a dick. Mm -hmm. And then you'd be like, cool. Well, I got this cool car parked outside. You want to go for a spin? Like, just take them on a quick canyon road. They'd be like, yay. Okay, you're not an idiot. You can drive. And then the 1% that is still a dick would be great television. 
Yeah, no, that would be that would be good television. So either around. way, you're gonna get a good result. Yeah, like that's true. someone goes, someone the clothesline could be like, "I was a dick on the internet, and I got you know whatever the tagline of the fucking show is." The other guy could, could just be storming off like, "Fuck you, noob." Yeah, you know, something like that. He'd be like you still can't drive. Right. You'd be like you're walking home. Right. Yeah. We brought exactly. you here. Exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Take him out to the desert. Like, oh, you owe for the coffee too because fuck you. That'd be funny. If <laughs> It'd you be ordered, a fun show. You're like yours is two sixty seven. And they would be like, but you'd be like, yeah, you heard me. Yeah. It's $2.67. Oh, you don't have any money? You live at home with your mom? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, even though I don't have any money after, well, I'm, I didn't really pay for it, but segueing into a broken car story. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's talk about it. So my Civic. Yeah, check your phone, Jeff. That's good. good well, content. it's actually from Blake. Um, oh. So he's actually saying why he had to go away, too, but I'm not going to read it. I'll check it later. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm just, no, 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 it's okay, because it's good that he sent that text before we were recording and, like, <laughs> you know, with a lot of notice of, like, oh, okay, Jeff and I will set something he up. He said he just instead. got the email chain. I think he was out in the desert or something. Because I saw a truck in an Econolodge motel. Okay. So, um, but, so I'm, I'm going to give Blake a break. Um, <laughs> so back to the Civic. This is... Uh, a car that you've actually spent time with. I uh, did. A car that ne- deserved love. A car my neighbors rejoiced as it left. <laughs> but a car that, at its core, was a good car. Yeah. It just needed attention. Yeah. And I was finally giving it that attention w- with the students of Norco High School's technical division. And I finally got the car back. And I was excited. We probably got to 90% of the things I wanted to get fixed. The other things were almost upgrades, like a new clutch. Uh, I was talking to StopTech about doing brakes. Uh, we were going to get some suspension. The idea was to turn it into an autocrosser. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Saturday, I drove it for the first time in months. Uh, and I'm hammering down the five freeway to go to the HRE Wheels open house. Did you and go did, to that? No. Okay. Did you have that thing where when you, when you fix something on your car, you upgrade your car, it feels fast? Like buying new shoes and running when you were a it, kid? The car felt fresh. Yeah, um, and you're all excited, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, you know? and it, like I, I, I always love hearing that engine, because that engine makes great notes once VTEC kicks in. It actually, That engine does sound good. Yo. Um, <laughs> I, I said that in the NSX video, VTEC yo, like just throwing it out there, and people in the conference are like, did he really just say that? Like, yeah, you got to say it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm flying down the five, and I'm, uh, I'm passing um, probably like San Clemente, and I hear what sounds like a rock kick up under the car. It's like, the fuck was that? That's weird. And I'm I'm looking. I I pull over like two lanes because I was in the left lane to slow down a bit. Mm -hmm. Listening, looking, any smells, any smoke. Looking at the gauges, make you know, hoping nothing got hit. Car seems fine. Fuck it. Downshift. Back over to the left lane. Let's go. Oh boy. Um, going, going, going. Probably like fifteen to twenty minutes later, it happens again. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know I'm not hitting rocks. It's the five freeway. There aren't rocks on the five freeway. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not going to hit two of them. Uh, I was like, this is really weird. Then I'm thinking, like, what if they left tools in the car? Because mm-hmm. metal clanged around. I was like, that's really fucking weird. And then about 30 to 40. Would be, would be surprising because they are highly trained high school students. <laughs> They're all really nice kids. About 30 to 45 seconds later, the engine just starts losing power. Ew. Like, just tack going down. It's like, what the fuck? So I start to get over, blinker on. Actually, I switched to hazards. Uh, downshift, hoping like lower gear equals more power. No. 
another gear. No. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and, and I'm cresting yeah. an, a small overpass on the five freeway with not a big breakdown lane. And I'm hoping like, oh, other side, get to the other side, coast. I can see the exit in the distance, coast, coast, coast. No, I stop like just over the crest, oh, which is the worst place to stop. It's a right-hand bend yeah. overpass, other side of the crest. Yeah, that's not good. On the five, this is like semi-truck alley. This is soccer mom texting Ville. This is not a good place to be. Everybody does at least 80, no matter what lane, on that section of highway because it's so wide open. So I'm like, I, I'm sitting in the car because I don't want to get out yet. I've pulled as far right as I can. Like, no, it's not coming back to life. Everything else works if I turned it to like accessories, radio, radar detector, hazards. All that shit works. The, the engine just, the starter sounded fine. So just the engine didn't want to kick over. I was like, God damn it. I get out. I'm looking around. I'm looking at the engine. I don't notice anything at first because I'm horrible at wrenching on cars and I'm an idiot. Um, so I call AAA. Only took him about 15 minutes to get there. The driver pulls in front of the car, takes one look at where we're parked, and goes, I'll get the paperwork afterwards. We got to get this car and get out of the spot. It's like, that's fine. I'm hopping cool. in the cab of your truck. Smart move. Got it hooked up in like two minutes and we were gone. Uh, AAA already found a repair shop that's AAA approved a mile down the road. So I go there. I was like, all right, fuck. As it's the car's coming off the tow truck, I see a cable hanging down underneath the front of the car on the driver's side wheel. It's like, well, that 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 can't be good. You're like, there's no suspension. And then I'm looking. Car. <laughs> I'm looking, and where the where like a serpentine belt should be, there's no belt. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, and just the worst thoughts are coming to my head because I know what type of motor is in this car, and so. They tried to move the motor at one point where we took the, the car and the, it wouldn't turn, which means that the valves are most likely bent because they're in the way. It's an oh. interference motor and the timing belt is probably shredded and gone. So the, the car might be fucked. And I just got it back. Dude. Yeah. That really, it really, 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 really all the All the, the techs at the place, they, when they first walked up to the car, cause it doesn't look like an SI. It has black painted steel wheels on it, which actually looked kind of cool. Um, and the outside looks mediocre, you know, m miscolored bumper and hood. Even though they're new, they're just not paint matched yet. Um, and then they open the engine, and the engine's all fresh. So they're like, oh, shit, this guy takes care of his car. And like, this isn't – this sucks for Yeah, him. this isn't like – Because, like, the intake had been cleaned up. The um, – the, uh, the cover on the engine had been repainted. The strut bar had been repainted. They did all this stuff. So the, and the brand new red plug wires. The whole engine. What color did they paint the strut? Uh, black. Oh okay. Yeah, and the engine cover was black too. Even though I think the original SI engine covers were red or something like that, but I could be wrong. But uh, the oh, the engine bay looked great. Uh, so it they saw that and they're like, oh shit, this guy clearly takes care of the car, minus what just happened. And that, right. And that timing belt had just been changed. So I leave the car there. This is a Saturday. My wife drives down to get me, and Oceanside is like 55 miles from Huntington Beach. And traffic on a weekend to San Diego sucks. So it took her a while to get there. I sat there for – I was probably at that garage for like two hours. Damn, that's a long there. two they hours. They were all friendly. Thinking. The owner was a cool guy. He had a 70-something Rolls in the corner that he was telling me about. It was his dad's car. There was a 70-something Camaro that was awaiting a 383. So it was, like, it was a cool shop that was doing some interesting stuff. The guy was super nice. Uh, but I called them on Monday to follow up, and they talked to the machine shop. And the guy, the guy says, he, he, he prefaces by going, I just want to tell you, this estimate is on the high side, and I expect it to come down. <laughs> because I'm basically, or I would order everything 
for the job knowing that you wouldn't need some of the things and then I wouldn't charge you for those, like head bolts and stuff like that. He's like, I'm it's like, like, Jeff, your friend's in the hospital. Now, worst case. Right, right. And I, I'm saying worst case first, and now I'll give you the diagnosis. Right, exactly. He goes, $2,500. That car's not worth $2,500. That's true. Not. That car's not worth If it was a non, if it w- didn't have a salvage title, it would be worth more than $2,500. Mm-hmm. But with the salvage title and some of the bits and stuff, a mismatch in the engine different than no no that's the that's the original engine that's the oh it is it's a full it's just SI a badge si yeah uh, because it'd been stolen and recovered so there's it doesn't have si wheels right and then no si badging right um but everything else is si uh i've even been offered four hundred dollars for the front lip Seriously? and it's it's scuffed to shit holy shit and i said no because i was like oh, i'm gonna hold on to that one because it was felt weird that he was offering me four hundred dollars like either I'm stupid, or these are counterfeit bills. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, ah, I don't want to sell. Um, but, it, but if this car was in better shape, people want these things. They're, they're, that's why mm-hmm. they're stolen. Uh, I mean, all Civics are stolen, but the SI is a cherished Honda. Um, so it's a shame that I, I, you know, we're taking the car back. The the head instructor Rick Radcliffe is going to look at the car because he was the one supervising the fixing. So he's going to look at the, the school's out. School's out. So he's taking it home when he gets back. He's on vacation. I was texting him, and he was in Aruba. Oh, I felt bad. I'm I like, no, enjoy your day. vacation. He's like, no, no, I'll be back you know, in a week. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. He just like, wrote back dot, dot, dot. You're like, uh, like it blew up. I'm bummed about the car, but it's also kind of hilarious because I had a high school work on it. And, you know, and the first day I drive it, the fucking engine is just... Yeah. No, it is. Like, um, the circumstances are funny. So I, I can laugh at it. I'm just sad about the car, and I'm definitely not paying $2,500 to fix it. Now, no. on the flip side, I looked at replacement engines, and, and the, so the later engine is the, the K20, mm-hmm. which was in Integra's and I think the next-gen Civic Si. Um, and those are like eight to $900. So why the oh, fuck yeah. would I pay 2500 to fix my 127,000-mile Si motor? Yeah, Even though it's true. a great motor... Sayonara. Well, I mean, but, you know, doing an, an engine swap, if you paid them to do an engine swap, it would probably cost, I don't know, at Even least I, halfway. Maybe between. I can work with this with Rick. Yes. Like, hey, that engine shit the bed. I'll supply the engine. You help me get it in. I bet, I bet you could do that because I bet it would take him half a day right. to swap that engine. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's a common swap for Honda people, too, so yeah. there's got to be tons of parts. Yeah. And it'd be fun to have a, a Civic with more power. Course, because I get the better motor. I don't think it revs as high, but I think what you can do to it, in like with turbos and all kinds of stuff, is bananas. Plus, you know, if it's if it's a two hundred, I got to look at the numbers. But if it's say it's two hundred horsepower, which doesn't sound much, my original motor is one hundred and sixty when it was new, and that car only weighs twenty six hundred pounds. So if you jump forty, I don't need my nitrous anymore. <laughs> you should keep it though. Uh, You're like the guy on True Life on a street racer from back in the day, oh and, he, God, and he's like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a Civic, but did, it doesn't have the SI badges. Eclipse? But then it's got no, no, no. One guy had um, one guy had a Civic hatch that was all stripped out, like the main dude with like a goatee, and then the guy that he raced had a two door Civic like yours, <laughs> and it kicked the other dude's ass, and oh, it didn't really? have a cage, and it, didn't, it was just like, and then Andy kept winning. The other guy was like, I don't know what happened, but you know, I'm trying to make it professionally, and it was like you just got professionally, waxed. yeah. Is this was this all pre Fast and Furious or was it around the time? I of think the it was one? like right. I think it had I think Fast and Furious came out and they were like, "Oh, the market's exploding!" Yeah. And they made True Life on the street racer. Yeah, that's funny as shit. I always loved that hatch body style. 
Oh, the old. It was a good like, looking body. Yeah. Well, the my generation Civic, but in the in the hatchback. Oh yeah, it was better hatch. than the coupe for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree. Um, but either way, the Civic at the moment is fucking dead. So I have a few options: engine swap, junk it, sell it for parts, or figure out a way to take it to Lemons. It'd be funny to put an LS motor in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't even know how you do that. Like a Chevy. You're not front wheel drive, so you have to do. I know. This is like Thad the other day was talking about putting. Like, how could you rear-wheel drive in a Fiesta in it? And he was like, it's, it's probably fit, right? Like, to, or, or just making one rear-wheel drive. And I was like, yeah, all you got to do is rotate the engine 90 degrees, move the firewall back. Carve change, room for a, uh, yeah. Drive train. Drive shaft. Reinforce the rear. Like, We'd run a, a transaxle setup with a mid-engine Fiesta. Mid-engine Fiesta would be fucking dope. Um, like the old Shogun. Uh, you, well, you can buy those as a rally car or a rally cross car, but, you know, it's six figures. Right. Which it would probably cost near that to build it. Unless I'm not going to lie, though. I did look up to see if anybody was doing S2000 drivetrain swaps into Civics. Holy crap. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sh- the, the shit? I mean, it'd be stupid. And you, but not you have fun, to do like a yes. whole custom rear subframe is what I yeah, was you told. Because you, like, you have to change this, everything about the suspension. Uh, it, it would be a... You would just have to have money to just throw away. Yeah, or know-how and time. Because there's, there's yeah. guys that were selling... Excuse me. There was a guy selling a... Um, rear-wheel drive V8 swapped Focus, like the old Focus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And you can find yeah. them on Craigslist now then for not crazy money, and you're like, that's what you want to do. You want to buy one from someone who did it Yeah. because they're selling it for nothing because it's worth nothing. Right. But to do it would either cost you a bunch of money or right. a shitload of time. That'd be like if you could find and buy one of those, what are they, the RSTIs? Uh, yeah, which you can. Actually, right. there's a lot of those Those are under 20, online. right? They're like 12 for oh, good ones. And they'd be fun. Oh, so fun. Yeah. We filmed two of those back-to-back for Tune, and I was like, these are amazing. And they're two different personalities, right? One was way more racy? Or? Yeah, one was, like, way lower, more, like, styled out. Oh, yeah. They're both fast, and then one was just kind of a driver's car with, like, a stripped-out interior. One was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, neither one was perfect. Yeah. But they're way faster than, like, an STI is. It's like what Corbin would build once he grows up. Oh, no. Uh, no, he'll build something way crazier even when he's grown up. He'll have a school bus that's, like, front-wheel drive but has tank tracks in the back or something. <laughs> Nothing awesome. he makes will ever make sense, but it'll right. be perfect. Right. Um, that so kid's great. have you been driving anything fun lately? Um, we took a break from press cars because we've been moving and filming a lot this week. I, r- I rode in the Turbo 348 Ferrari we filmed. Oh, God, is, I just watched that today. It was, it was great. That thing's I mean, crazy. It, it sounds inside... It sounds exactly what you expect. It's, you know, and then, and yeah. then you shift, and it's just... The gated shift on that looked amazing. Yeah, it was good. I it's mean, like, it's, it's, it's like great. It's like eight to ten inches tall. <laughs> yeah, it is. The gate's real tall. And there's there's definitely a, a je ne sais quoi about just knowing <laughs> you're in a turbo Ferrari. And I, that won't... I don't think that'll... Well, maybe it will translate for the California where they're going. But with this one, you heard all the sounds. Yeah. And you're like, I'm in an old Ferrari that's turbocharged. Was there, was, is there a it's firewall cool. between you and the engine bay? Uh, yes, I yeah. hope so. Okay, me too. No, yeah, definitely. Um, now, and that one had racing seats. Was it caged? It was not caged. It did have racing seats in it. But like the wide, comfortable ones? Not what well, had different size seats, depending on the driver, if, uh, if you will. Oh, jeez. Um, because it, it came with some seats that they got, like, custom cover that said Turbo 348. And those were small. And they, they fit me like Perfect. A, like a glove, but like a tight glove, like a driving, you know, OJ glove. Yeah. And then they had <laughs> another seat they put in that was, like, 
an Evo three or something oh. when, when Matt was driving it. Yeah. And it was like Which is a it, great seat. It is. And with, you know what that that seat for me would be like comfortable every day. But every day. But the the seats that were in there were just like they're if I grow I'm going any more to destroy skin, the canyon. Yeah, they're gonna crack my ribs. <laughs> right. Um just a cool car, man. Did you guys drive it? No. Handled great. Um the wing was adjustable too in the back. Yeah, with like, you know, little bolt screws. Yeah, the these guys, gurney flap type. They thing. both run um two guys own it or one guy owns the car and and then the guy that helped him build it owns the shop, which is like a Ferrari shop. Okay. So the guy you'll see on the video, people, if you haven't seen it, smoking tire. Um yeah, it's a turbo yellow 348 Ferrari challenge. And so the guy that owns it is one in the video. The guy that helped him build it is off camera, but he owns this Ferrari repair shop. And they had, uh, what did they have? They had a 456 in there. They had another 348 challenge. They had a, like a 512. And then some guy pulled up in a super old, uh, like original 911 that was mint with historic plates on it and stuff and like a 356. So the guy really knows his stuff, even though the shop is kind of like just not mint clean and you know, surgical like you'd expect. Right. But uh, the the car was is cool because there's only like 32 of these challenges built. Right. So they're going to go up in value, but not crazy because it's a weird looking shape. Sure. And I like that they just took this kind of rare racy car. Yeah. And they were just like, I'm going to put turbos on it. Yeah, and. It. I'm sure there's a bunch of purists that were like, what oh, are you yeah, doing yeah, yeah. to the heritage? I'm like, fuck you. Like, it's fun. It's fast. <laughs> That's like, uh, uh, and I'm not a bike guy, but I remember following the story, the, the builder, Roland Sands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took, so he has two of the Ducati Desmo Sediches, which are those $75,000, basically yep. MotoGP for the street. And he took one of his and made it like a, a circle track dirt racer. Whoa. Yeah. And it looked fucking wicked. And it did. like Ducati... Uh, purists were like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. I'm sure. Uh, but everybody else was said, this is the coolest fucking thing we've ever seen. And he had another one, so fuck it. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm Yeah. I mean, I, and like I said, I'm not a bike guy, and I saw one of those parked in Newport Beach once, and I was like, holy shit, I know exactly what that is. That it looks serious. Crazy. Yeah. Real serious. Yeah. And, it, you know, Ducati's already sounded like that. This one. Yeah. They're cool, man. I like Ducatis a lot. Just yeah. I like the I like the V twin on motorcycles. And you can get, I think, like a brand new Monster is not that expensive. No, it's not. I think it's I think it's into five figures. I think it's you know tenish. It might even be less. Really? Uh, it, but uh, but like gently used ones are uh, easily four figures. Oh easily. yeah 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 no they're Gen- all over the and place. real gently used yeah um, good yeah. beginner bike too. Yeah, it's kind of like the higher maintenance version it was of like a, a six hundred or is it more? Yeah. I think oh, okay. See, that's funny too because I was just talking to uh, Damon Laverance, who's uh, Jalopnik. You met him at the GTI launch. Okay. Um, he has a six fifty SV because mm-hmm. he just got back into bikes, and he says it's the best thing ever. It is. So I, he's I had work one. on. So he's Matt alive. had one. Yeah. They're. I mean, it's got torque. It's not too much power. They're because uh, I did a lot of research before I got my bike to figure out what was safest, ironically, and. Uh, that was like, it's like that or a monster or you could go down like a GS500, but they're like, that's too weak. You might outgrow it and be bored. Now, you, know? you said ironically, and I've, I've heard something, but I've never heard the story. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Uh, oh, I don't care about talking about it. I just don't know if I told you, so I don't want I've to never, I, all I, I heard, honestly, like last week, I go, yeah, Zach crashed a bike once, and I'd never heard the story before. Oh. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard this. All right. Well, I'll try and give the <laughs> medium version or something. Um. Basically, the the beginning of it was basically since age six, all I wanted was a motorcycle. Like, that is, I saw a picture, a movie, and I was like, I want that. Like, I, I jump in 
BMX bikes. I want a dirt bike. Couldn't have one because my dad's an emergency doctor. Oh, Forbidden. Right. And, you know, I, I'd write in all these. I'd, I, they'd let me get motorcycle magazines for subscriptions, and I'd send <laughs> in like cards cruel. for all the contests. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I, every day was, like, circling, this is what I get, this is what I get, and, you know, get older and older. Can't get one, can't get one. Um, <laughs> and, and my parents were really cool. I should preface, but, like. Well, you, you, your dad and you built a Cobra, so let's just say that. We built that as I went to college. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, but that's, I, like, that's like a, that's like a, a four-wheel motorcycle. <laughs> no, it's so, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, but even before, like, I didn't have a lot of restrictions. I didn't have a lot of curfew. Um, I had a muscle car in high school. And so I got to college, and a friend of mine gets a dirt bike. And I'm like, man, I want a dirt bike so bad. And he's like, you could get one now. Like, they won't know. And I'm like, yeah, but I have a Jetta. Like, I don't have a truck to bring it <laughs> to a track. And I was like, I'll... What the fuck happened to the muscle car? <laughs> oh, I considered driving it to Colorado for, for school. Yeah. And my dad was like, you could bring this out. And I was like, it snows there. And I'm an idiot, and I really did consider it. And I was like, well, I could driving the summer and then i'm like yeah but this thing you sold it didn't you oh of course uh. muscle cars require i've medium amounts of maintenance and constant panic yeah like you you drive one i told someone you drive one the same way in, you know like red october hunt for red october when they go deeper and deeper in the submarine and you start hearing the sounds yeah. and you're like well, what was that one that's the best oh, analogy that ever that's what driving a muscle car is like because you you hear a tick what's that you hear a, a ask a, a submarine verbal. captain how deep his ship goes exactly and he'll he'll say i don't know yet right exactly how how, how reliable is this car like it's doing good now right so i'm not going to work on that oh, in the yeah. snow and it would have been a nightmare it would have been fun but um yeah sold it so, so your friend says get a, so, a dirt bike. So yeah, my friend says get a dirt bike. I don't get a dirt bike. Come on, man, do it. Everybody's getting one. <laughs> he didn't even ride his enough, which was. Th- th- I went once with him to a track and jumped it, and it was the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like flying through there, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. Confirmation. Oh, completely. It wasn't like oh, that wasn't as much fun as I thought. That was exactly as much before fun as we I thought. before I get away from this. My one time I jumped a dirt bike. It was a little like like 110 like mm-hmm. pit bike almost yeah that would been bored up to like a 137 oh my god so it was awesome and i went with my buddy to a dirt bike track that had the big track and the little kid track yeah so he was letting me ride it on the little kid track like i'm passing little kids and shit and it was awesome be. and i my confidence got up and then i went to do they had this mini triple oh geez and i it was like small not not big at all i know and uh and i did about a double Exactly. That's why I, said, I oh, shot off the third one, and I landed on my side, and like, bru- and like I was okay, <laughs> but I bruised the shit out of my whole leg. I'm like, okay, my dirt bike days are over. <laughs> like on a basically a kid bike. Yeah, but the rhythm thing, I don't know yeah. that at all. Whoop, I, there's I did a three. tabletop. Yeah, yeah, you jump and you. Oh, there's another one, and yeah. then you don't know. What and do. I landed the second one perfectly to set up for the now single jump in front. Right, of me. and then you land on the flat. It's yeah. like a sight bike. You mess up a, oh, a it was rhythm. Awful. But totally back to yours. Yes, confirmation. Um, confirmation. So. So at the same time, actually, as I'm graduating, my two of my really good friends buy street bikes. So one buys it, and he starts doing track days. And uh, and then my other friend's like, oh, you got to know that. They live together, and he gets So one gets one a brand new R6. One guy started doing track days. He did track days, wow. and he'd ride on the street. Um, he had, like, a job during college, a tech job, so, so he I had mean, some money. When, when, when you have a, a, your first real job, even if you make 25000 a year, you can afford to finance a motorcycle. Oh yeah, it's just like eleven dollars a month. It is. It's motorcycles are very cheap to right. insure. It's like twenty bucks. Um, the other guy bought a two thousand dollar, nineteen ninety YZF. No, uh, oh FZR one thousand, which I, so at the time I'm doing all this research on what's a safe bike to buy and like how many how many CCs to get, and Nick goes and buys a leader bike oh, from God. from nineteen ninety and. The power hasn't changed that much in leader bikes right. in 25 years. Like, 
So that thing was, was still like 120 horse. No, it was like 150. Oh shit! So it had, so it was like a 180 mile an hour motorcycle, right. but it For weighed 500 bike? pounds. First bike. Oh, the brakes are old. Horrible idea. Handling. Yeah, I was like, you. There's a, a story of him. He ended up on a median, a dirt median once because he tracked out too far. He successfully rode up. Basically, we come out of, onto an on ramp, and I look to my left, and Nick is beside me on grass bumping up and down on the other side of a set of trees. Oh, my God. And then he comes back on, and we pull over, and I'm like, what happened? And he's like, I went wide out of that corner. I got on it too early, and I and I just, you know, you get you get target focus. Essentially, like motorcycle understeer. Motorcycle understeer, target fixation. Oh, my God. Luckily went up a curb and didn't slam, and I was like, we're going home right now. That was the by strangest the, By the way, the seen. reason I was late tonight, traffic, massive motorcycle accident. It, dude, the it bike, happens a the lot. The bike must have slammed into the back of a truck. And I oh. didn't see anybody there. Like, like whoever the rider was was already gone. Cause That's good. But, like, the tank was caved in and, and destroyed. Hopefully he bailed off. Hopefully. Because, yeah. I didn't see anything on the ground either. That's, like, that's good. Because I've seen sheets on the ground before. Yeah, I didn't the see that. before. I didn't see that. Um, so, sorry. I'm just no, no, no. jumping ahead. Uh, so, I, just, I decided to get a motorcycle. And I'm like, okay, I can finance it myself. My parents won't know. <laughs> and I'm going to get all the safety gear. And I'm going to be safe, and I'm not going to ride above my abilities. Like, I'm going to be the boring person. You're going in very anti-squid. I went in so anti-squid. I went in so anti-squid. What the fuck does that word mean? Because I'm not a bike guy at all. I mean, it basically it means... I know who it describes. I don't know what, what it, like, really means. I don't know where the, the genesis right, of it was. Right, yeah. Um, that guy's such a jellyfish, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I, oh, I don't calamari. Know. I bet if I looked it up, it would, it would make perfect uh, Urban sense. Dictionary, the first thing you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure anybody who replies to this on Twitter or whatever is going to be like, oh, you idiot. Yeah, you said you don't know. <laughs> or someone's going to be like, just look at Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Blake. I mean, he, he went He on. just goes slow and cruises until the time he... <laughs> I know. I, I talked to him about that a little bit. Um, but he he does it almost from like a charmingly innocent thing. He's almost like... A five-year-old who got a motorcycle, and he's That's, like, oh, I just want to ride with my brother. Right. And you're like, you should put on a helmet and a jacket. And he's like, oh, okay. And he runs back in the house and puts it on. He's like, now we can go. Yeah. Like, that's what he reminds me of. He's like, I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Just go inside. You're so cute. You know, here's a tricycle. Um, so I get this bike, and it's an SV650, and I get all my gear, and I'm riding slow, and I'm not trying to keep up, and I'm always the person, like, let's be safe. And about a year later... It's July 5th, 2005. I had graduated that May. Um, parents came into town, hid the motorcycle. <laughs> Such a dick. And, Colorado. Yeah. So we go for a ride. And it's uh, Justin in front, who's the guy that does the track day. He's got an R6 and me. And then my friend Andrew following us in an A4. And I've never tried to keep up with Justin. And That's I wasn't trying Colorado to. Colorado college kid car. Oh, totally. His dad's old car. Yeah. But, but that was back when the only things with all-wheel drive were Audi, yeah, yeah, Subaru, of course. and a truck. Right. Um, so we go for a ride, and and I don't remember the entire week. So what we've deduced is what happened oh, is God. I went to a corner that was a decreasing radius, uh-huh. and it and I saw that it got tighter. So I went in at speed, let's say X, right. and I saw the corner got tighter, and I'd never dealt with that corner, and okay. I probably got spooked yep. and went, oh, no, I'm going too fast. And if I touch the brake, because they there's there was um, scrapes in the the pavement of my pegs, which means I probably low, low side. sided, and then and then what happened was me and the bike went, you know, outside the corner straight off, and there was a hill, so we both bounced down the hill, and I bounced off of rocks, I broke my 
back through my jacket and I crack my head through my helmet Holy and knock my helmet off. And then I landed. You knocked your helmet off. I knocked my helmet off and it was strapped on, but I and I cracked my skull, like when when the helmet got ejected, it cracked my skull. Your helmet basically said "fuck you" twice. It did, but at least it was there once because I'd be dead. Right, right. Um, that's why you wear your gear. And and I landed face down in a creek. Oh my god! And so Jesus Christ! It was really bad. <laughs> I've just I've told. Is this like the Hooniverse Sixth Sense edition of the podcast? Kind of. It, it's like it's definitely the the closest I will hopefully Bruce ever Willis get to death. Was dead the whole real time. close. Yeah. Um, so what happened was that there's a stop sign about half a mile down the road, and just you know, first place gets there, and third gets there, and it's like whoever's in second isn't here, so right. it doesn't make sense. Turn around, they see my headlight on in the water. Justin runs down, pulls me out of the water, and it's been a few minutes, and I somehow immediately start breathing. Like he said, he pulled me out. And all I mean, of a sudden, probably I just, being knocked out maybe helped you because you your body wasn't working for oxygen. There's, or there's I'm totally guessing. no, no. You're pretty spot on. Um, uh, my neurologist. Later, I watch a lot of sex sent me to the ER, so <laughs> you can deduce similar sex things. To the That's ER. a real show, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, my oh, wife loves it. That. It's like, well, the light bulb in my ass broke, and I was so panicked that my body shut down. It's it, yeah. Oh it's, my God! My dad worked in the ER. He's right. like, some people uh, make up interesting Stick excuses. Up. Yeah. You know, I was, I was trying to unscrew the shampoo bottle, and both my hands were slippery, and so I, I used slipped. my ass, right. and it didn't work. Um, so Justin pulls me out of the water. Andrew has to drive down the hill to get cell service helicopter. Oh. Uh, there was a Fourth of July fireworks show going on at. And your parents are in town. They are not in town. Okay. Um, the the. Fireworks display was interrupted for a helicopter to fly over. Oh my and my God. friends that were at it later found out it was my helicopter. Holy shit. So CU all of a sudden stops and it's like, and then like it starts again. Um, I don't remember the whole first week. I was in ICU for two days. You don't remember the crash at all? No, I don't remember riding. Um, and so you have I, no idea what speed you were going? No clue. I mean, I remember, I know the corner. I've been there since and I was probably going like 40 or 50. Like okay. not, it's, it was tight. You know, but I probably went in it like, okay, I can take this. And then, oh, and that's it. Um, and then I woke up like, or I remember waking up like a week later. I wasn't out for a week. I was I was awake in the helicopter. And it's funny reading, I have all these notes you from the You were awake ER. in the helicopter? I was awake in the helicopter. But you don't remember it? I don't remember it at all because okay. um, I had a concussion. And uh, they, they test your cognitive ability, your responses. Right. So they have questions. They ask you like, what's your name? What's your birthday? And who's the president? And uh, and I have to read the notes from the ER, which in I read the subtext. So it says, you know, patient responded negatively to questions about pain. And I know that I curse a lot. So I, they're probably like, uh, does this hurt, Mr. Clapp? And I was like, the fuck do you think? <laughs> and, I was just, and it was like, patient responds loudly with curse words. I was, I was laughing. That's so awesome. So they asked me who the president was. It was 05. And I said, a fucking idiot. And that's, <laughs> that's in the notes. That's so good. Um, a fucking idiot. And so I... The, the end of it was I, I woke up. I remember waking up in the hospital. Everybody's standing there, and uh, and I was like, "What happened? You got an accident." Parents there? Oh, parents are there. So parents, so mad. Parents got They're a so, call. Like initial, okay, he's awake. So the parent thing, their side of it was they got a call that night that said, "Your son, we need permission to treat your son." And my mom says, "For what?" They say, "Motorcycle accident." They say, "Zach doesn't have a motorcycle." And they said, "Well, ma'am, apparently he does, and he crashed it, and so we need permission to treat him." So yes, obviously. She, she flew in that night. My dad she, flew in the next day. She knows the deal. When they call, say, can we treat him? You say yes. Yeah. I right. mean, at first she was like, that doesn't make sense. And right. then it was like, well, it makes sense to us. Um, 
and I, I look around and I'm on painkillers and I'm like, hey guys. Hey, and they're like, here's what happened. I go, am I paralyzed? And they say no, and I was like, "Then everything's fine." And I was, I was dead serious. I mean, I was jovial because I was on drugs, but I was like, "Then I, then whatever else is wrong, I do not care." Because as long as I'm not paralyzed, like broken bones will heal. Bro- I broke right. 21 bones. Oh my I pun- god! I punctured my lung. You're trying to catch up with Evil Knievel in one shot. I'd never broken a bone before that day, and a month later, someone asked me if I had ever broken an or no, I'm sorry, six months later, someone said was talking about bones breaking and. My muscle memory was to say I've never broken a bone because I'd said that so many times. You know, ne- well, you've never broken a bone. Well, and I was <laughs> like, I've never broken. And I went, I'm wrong. <laughs> and I pulled back. Um, so I, you know, kind of broke a bunch of stuff. And I was in the hospital for a month and then kind of rehab for two months. And then uh, and I drive cars. Yeah, that's insane. How mad were your parents once they, once you were okay? They, they, uh my dad took me to dinner two months later. I'm wearing a back brace for three months. So he's like, he's like, hey, I thought, you know, I had been on the house for two months. And he's like, I thought maybe we'd take the Cobra to uh, this place. <laughs> so you hop in the Cobra in a back brace? I hop in the Cobra in a back brace. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been home for months. So I'm kind Your of dad's probably out. also like, this will fucking shake him up a little bit. He's, he's like, let's go up there and get dinner. I'm like, okay. And we sit down at our dinner. We have an appetizer. And then he's like, he's like being friendly. And he's like, it's time to talk about some real shit. Oh. And it was like, okay. And my dad doesn't yell and he never has. And he right. was like. What, what, like, why'd you do it, basically? You know, because we, we've been very forgiving, or very lenient, lenient your yeah. whole life. And it was like, and then this was the one rule, you broke the only rule, and now look where we are. And it was a totally valid point. I, I mean, I still feel like shit um, a lot of times about it, so. Nothing reoccurring, like pain-wise, or? No. Um, and nothing head-wise, right? You're still the same Zach you were before. Yeah. Because I, uh, I know sometimes people get in accidents and they're okay. Totally. But some people are like, he's kind of different. No, no. That was that was a concern, too. But when I started making jokes in the hospital, they're I was like, oh, fuck I this was, guy. And, well, they were like, yeah. But I mean, my, my, my friends were like, oh, good. And, and I was, honestly, because like, that's who I was. And I've read those things of people come out and they're like, oh, they're not funny anymore. Or they're they're slow. Or they're, right. they're super aggressive. Simple Zach. Simple, yeah, simple as that. I just like custard, and I just want to read my books, and uh, you know, just read my stories. I paint by the seaside. Uh, one, a friend of a friend who's who's become a friend. Um, he was one of the guys who had a, an explorer with Firestone tires. Oh, he now has a very nice house in Newport Beach. Okay, um, from gotcha. That. And he's a, as long as I've known him, super cool, norm, very normal guy. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing wrong with him. But my friend who has introduced me, you know, their neighbors, uh, has known him for a long time, said he's, he's like, when he, he's, he's slowly gotten back to who he was before, but he's, he's slightly different from when growing up we knew wow. him. Wow. Yeah. But it's like he's, he's a normal, no, I know you fine mean. guy, but he's just. He's like a different fine guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird how that stuff can, can affect it. Yeah. It can change all kinds of stuff just depending on what part of your brain you hit. I, I, you know, I, know. I, I just watched uh, recently. Um, because I got a HBO Go password for my brother, which is just so great oh, yeah, to have. Oh, yeah, it is good. Um, they have tons of awesome documentaries, and there's one called The Crash Reel. Okay. It's about this kid growing up who was a snowboarder in uh, New Hampshire, either New Hampshire or Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, East Coast guy. Uh, and it's harder for East Coast guys to get as big as some of the West Coast guys. Like, most times, East Coast guys move west. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are plenty of famous, e- tons of famous East Coast snowboarders, but they usually 
you know, spend the summer. Yeah, in, there's more contests here. There's more, more money Hood, and yeah. better, better mountains. But, but conditions. Oh, of course. East Coast conditions suck. I know, it's ice skating. Um, yeah. Um, so this kid was slower out of the gate than, like, his older brothers. His older brothers were like, oh, the good ones. Then all of a sudden, he just passed all his friends, everybody. He was amazing. What's his name? I think um, I know what I you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but ahead of okay. the Vancouver Olympics. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so he no, was continue. he was basically, like, going back and forth all season long with Sean White. Like, he was just as yeah. good. They used to be friends. He beat Sean White in a couple of contests, and Sean White kicked him out of his house in California. Yeah. Sean White's supposed to be a major piece of shit. Oh. Is like you hear a lot of stories, which sucks because I always liked Sean White growing up. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's just an asshole. Um, so those two like didn't weren't friends anymore, and this kid started beating Sean White at various, which sounds amazing. Like you don't really hear about that because the only snowboarding you follow are the Olympics and the X Games. Like that's all you hear about. I'm gonna look at his name. We'll keep going. Yeah. Um, so this kid was he was going on a road trip with his buddies to do some training ahead of Vancouver, and they went to uh, Aspen. And conditions sucked, so they went to Utah. Conditions were amazing. They're riding, and he's, they're trying this new trick. Um, and, they, and then they heard that Sean White, uh, I think Burton built Sean White his own half pipe secluded in the yes, woods. Yes, they did. He, Sean White made his Kevin own. Kevin Pierce. Yep, that's who it is. Sean White made his own girlfriend. We're so far off cars right now. Sean White made his own girlfriend sign an NDA to not talk about the tricks that he was learning. Like, wow. like that, but Kevin invited his friends to come ride with him at his secluded half. I would trip. bet his sponsors had her do that, not him, him, but that's yeah, what I know what you mean. They say, yeah, um, right. I mean, it probably wasn't his idea. Um, but so Sean or Kevin Pierce is trying this one trick and I forget what's called. It's like a double cork or something. It's, it's a wicked trick mm-hmm. and they're trying them into, um, this is when they were tricks were progressing fast because they built foam pits into sections of snow half pipes. Wow. Which is crazy. It so is. they're trying it into that and then they're trying it, trying it and he just fucking, he hits hard. Like face onto the top of the uh, vert yeah. transition and just goes down, airlifted out, and head trauma. So the rest of the documentary is about recovering mm-hmm. and, and him f- fighting with his family because he eventually is starting to become himself again um, and he wants to ride. And they're like, we don't want you to ride. And then he meets a kid who, like, wasn't as good a snowboarder, but this kid had two brain injuries from snowboarding, and he was a fucking, like, he wasn't a vegetable. Like, if you looked at him, he looked normal guy, but he sits down, and he's just like, he's just, his brain is gone. Wow. And so the, Kevin Pierce is kind of like, oh, shit, like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, But it, the, the documentary is amazing, and you should watch it, and everybody listening at home should watch it. Speaking of brain injuries, but let's get back to cars because <laughs> yeah. that was a major digression. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, that kid that was really crazy. He started riding it. I think I think that, that documentary is actually on YouTube, probably illegally, but it is. Oh, okay, yeah, um, maybe. Uh, it's called it. the Crash Reel, and it's awesome. Well, we were we were in vehicles, motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, that part was great. But then I oh snowboarding. Yeah, but quick, you know what? Who cares? It's my podcast. Can do whatever the fuck <laughs> I want. Sorry if you don't like snowboarding. Um, uh, so yeah, head trauma is not to be trifled with. No, um, it's not. But so speaking of stuff, getting back to cars we've driven recently, um, I spoke about the Dynan 1M on the last podcast that I was on, and it's fucking amazing. But now I've transitioned into um, the 2014 Audi R8 V10 Plus. Ah, uh, yes. And you've driven it. I have. Yes. It's matte, matte blue. Mm-hmm. It's a pang blue matte finish. It's, it's nearly $200,000, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fucking money. It is. Uh, but it's, it's basically like the gentleman's Lamborghini. Yeah, I think it's a smart person's Lamborghini. Yeah, it's it's 
it's and because you can't say it's less flashy, even though it is. That sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Well, I th- I think it's less flashy in looks alone. But it's which still is, which if is you just see an R eight on the street, you're like, holy shit! I think even today the body style still holds up. As it does. As being eye catching, but but, but you, I think it's it's less flashy because Lamborghinis have so many angles, right. and angles are well, yeah, hard, right. literally and visually. This is basically a curvy, so, yeah, smooth out, mm-hmm. um, and it works very well. Yeah, um, but at the same time, and I don't, and some people are gonna say you're jaded, you're a nitpicky asshole. It's very much due for a refresh. Yeah, I. Like there's a, there's some minor things that if you're paying two hundred thousand dollars for, and none of it has to do with performance. Even though, if you want to consider that car a supercar, it probably needs to pick up the pace a little bit. A, a little bit, but that's just because I feel like, I guess, I, it's almost like hypercars, part of their DNA has trickled down quickly from people like McLaren and Ferrari, where and see, those have 600 horsepower now. Well, see, my thing is, I think we should abolish the word hypercar, go back to real supercars, and make it a more exclusive term. So, like, the 911 Turbo S has amazing performance, and it may be supercar levels of performance, but it's not a supercar. Well, that's a discussion I had with Matt on our Viper oh, and yeah, Turbo S video. Car. Sports car. Because what do you call I agree. What, what do you call it? Because I think we have a more, a larger, a wider variety of cars now that have crazy capability. Right. But you're right. It's so fragmented. You can't lump 30 brands into what used to be four. Right. And at the same definition. And I think, I think it's more than just performance with supercars. Like, uh, like the Pagani Huayra is like, and you and I see a lot of amazing cars on the streets of Southern California. If I saw a Huayra go by, my jaw would be on the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've ever seen one in person. Uh, if I saw, um, like, I'm trying to think of what else is out there. Like, uh, obviously not a Zonda, but like, a, no, but I, but that's what I no, think. No, but I won't see one. I think that's why hypercar the definition should exist because Wyra is in it. Even though, like right now, you can get a Ferrari F12 that has about the same power as a Wyra. Right. A Wyra is a, a thousand times better in every way than a, than an F12 other oh, than daily no driver. Question. And it's it's, it's artwork insane. and it's insane and it's ornate and right. it's jewelry and every single piece down to the nuts and bolts is custom built. Right. Like that needs its own category and pedestal next to Koenigsegg one. See, that's, next why, to that's why I almost wish we could take a lot of the things that we apply this, like the GTR is not a supercar. The R8 is not a supercar. The 458 Ferrari, which is amazing, is not a supercar. Like take all those back a notch. So like the La Ferrari, that one's a supercar. The uh, whatever the wildest Lamborghini that comes out, you know, like the Reventon is a supercar. Uh, the Venino or whatever the hell it is is yeah. a supercar. The Paganis, the Koenigseggs, those are supercars. But I feel like like a 911 Turbo S is not, but maybe the 918 is because it's wild. And no, the I know P1 what you're saying. Is but maybe the 650 isn't. Well, it's like the 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 top echelon of car took a huge step. Like because I know what you're saying. Like the you know the Lamborghini SV, you know, or uh, whatever. Like Ferrari used to only make the top tier was still. A relatively attainable tier, right. you know, until Enzo, the Enzo right, the came Enzo. along, then it was all, back. and they had fewer cars too. Right. They, had, they had like oh, our top one out of three started crashing them. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, like and the that Carrera was GT, I think, could be a supercar because it was a batshit crazy Porsche. I agree. Um, but so like now, that's why I think the halo of the halo brands, like the the 918 and the P1, like those are supercars, or by your definition, hypercars. 
But see, I, I, I feel like we should pull some of those back. Like the 911 Turbo S, I think you said it was a, an amazing Grand Tourer, right? I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out a term for it because it's, it is so fast. And it's, but it's so nice. And it handles so well. And it's, it, it's such a, um, it will outperform that R8 by seconds on a racetrack. Uh, I still might actually rather own the R8 and it's more fun to drive because of, Sound, it's more sound. exciting to look at. More, more exciting to own. Um, but yeah, I couldn't figure out a name because it's. But it's also super comfortable and radar cruise control and visibility is great and the interior quality is really up there, um, even compared to like people that only make luxury cars. Right. So and that's that's what I was saying in that video is like, what do you call things? Cars are evolving in such a crazy way. Like right. the, the the supercars now are faster than you know the top supercars of 10 years ago if that makes sense to people listening like like an f12 will kick the shit out of a uh, lamborghini sv right but you know and then so will things below it like it's everything right. has moved up these big notches i don't know how you define anything anymore right like i was just in <laughs> i don't know it's here's, real. here's a perfect example of of a car that blurs the lines i'm editing my uh, audi rs7 video right now okay that's a four-door four-passenger audi hatchback essentially and it can do 190 miles per hour and zero to 60 in three and a half seconds you put that up against the poster cars from the 80s and it's fucking game over Mm -hmm. except with like maybe like the 959 can still i don't know what the numbers on that thing were that thing was that was close that that. thing was ahead of its time yeah um but i mean that car if that went back in time it would win it could go like win some of the biggest races on the planet yeah uh and it's comfortable and it's got it's got night vision, and it's got uh, you know heated and cooled seats. And uh, actually, I don't think that one had cooled seats, which is fucking bullshit because it was one hundred twenty something thousand dollars. See, that car should have cooled seats. You were saying earlier in our house that the R eight V ten plus should, but I think they lightened it. I think they deleted the cooled seats for for weight. Right. But the R but so the R seven should are absolutely taking their R eight V tens on the track. And if you are a person who does take their car on the track, I applaud you greatly. Because mm-hmm. it's great it would, on yeah, the track, man. It re- it's rear biased all wheel drive, yeah. I believe. 60 40. Yeah. The steering feels like, like perfect. You can, if you hammer that car, I think you can get the rear end to step out. You can. But you, but you, have, to be, you have to be working it. Yeah. Which is, means it's planted. Yeah, the, gri- no, the grip level is really high. Right. Wide tires, sticky tires. Right. Uh, Motor Trend took it, I think it was them, they took it to uh, the track against the GTR, whatever the hell. And they were like, the GTR is two seconds faster, but we'd all choose to drive the R8 right. on the track all right. day long. So, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, no. That, I mean, that, that's a good point. But, I mean, getting back to the, the thing, I think we both agree that the uh, we're in a weird world performance-wise. I mean, you know what car you can throw into with crazy specs? And I'm not going to call it a supercar, but just to show how crazy things have gotten, Camaro Z28. Yeah. I mean, that car is bananas. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it's $75,000 for a Camaro. Like, that Camaro can do my, like, if you went to a racetrack, you're going to beat most of the people at the racetrack. Yeah, it's a race car. Uh, by, in, in cars that are way more expensive. It's kind of a cheap race car. If you, th- yeah. if you think of it as a race car with the power and stuff, I mean, I guess you, you could build, like, a C6 with cage and stuff for cheaper, but it's for with a warranty and all these things and, and carbon brakes. And then when the Z06 car. finally comes out, like, for us to drive it, that car is going to blow everything out of the water. Of course. I think. It has to. Because right. the C7 is already really impressive. And this car has, it's the most powerful Corvette ever or something like that. Of course. Yeah. But every, I hate that tagline because every company uses it because the next thing is always going to have more power than the right. last thing. Um, 
even if either the V10 Plus got a power bump. So now to come back to our definitions, what would you call the new Corvette Z06? Because I don't a, know a, a sports car. So that's a sports car, not a supercar, even though it's got 650 horsepower and it'll wax. Yes, the because because the supercars now have 900 horsepower. Okay, because so of per hybrid systems and you know, like uh, so. I, I think I think supercars are the ones literally pushing the envelope of what a streetcar can do, and then the, the everybody else is just building wildly capable sports cars and luxury grand tours that blow your mind. See, that's why I feel like hypercar needs to exist, because think back to when they came out with, uh, like, the Mercedes CLK GTR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the that, race car you could buy for that. That was a race car you could sort of drive on the street. Special, right. It was a homologation special. That was way faster and more hardcore than any of the cars AMG offered. Right. And, uh, and then Porsche did the same thing with the GT1. Yes. And so those were, those were those weren't supercars because they already had their supercars. Those companies already had their Lamborghinis and their you know 550 Marinellos and whatever. And now there was this next thing like, oh, yeah, if you're a billionaire, here's something if you want it. And it was like, yeah, we'll take it. And now right. companies build that because they know there's a market for it. So they those things need their own classification too. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. Maybe I'll have to rethink my stance um, and talk about this. This will make a great Hoover's ask question. Actually, it's a hard thing to to define. Like, Yo, this is hard, it, son. Our job's hard. This dude. is ma- our job's so hard, man. <laughs> I work so hard. After this, I got to pack up and go home in my R eight. It's not even a supercar gotta anymore. Explain <laughs> our job to people. It's funny. Well, then they're like, "Man, I want to do what you do." I'm like, "Cool." Uh, either start with a lot of money or just. Enjoy being poor. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm on the latter one. So it's like, so burn all the money you have, right. if you have any. Um, this guy called me today. To marry up. Marry up. <laughs> He's talking to me about some property development thing he wants to do that revolves around cars. And I was like, you know I have about $5,000 to my name, right? right? <laughs> like, he's like, it's a great deal. It only costs $4 million. I was like, I, I yeah. have this. Yeah, the Civic going down, like, ruined me. It's ruining yeah. me. <laughs> and I just had, and if anybody was listening, because I was out, uh, like, a couple weeks ago, because Frank, my dog, some people are asking me about that, speaking oh, yeah. of financial burdens. Yeah. Um, he's doing fantastic. He had back surgery. And he's recovering amazingly, and it is crazy fucking expensive. It, yeah, it costs more than my Civic. Oh, sure, significantly. V- veterinary costs are. I mean, vet get uh, dog insurance. Dog insurance, people. absolutely get it. We're going to get it now on the <laughs> other dog in case his back goes. In case anything, right? I um, mean, but Frank's doing great. In case anybody cared, there's a um, great Onion post last week when your thing happened. That was like. Uh, it was like, dog knows that owner doesn't want to spend the money on him to fix Aww. his whatever. And he was like, I can tell kind of by the way he's been saying, well, we've, we had good times. And, oh, no, uh, that's so bad. And, you know, on the phone, he could hear the other side of the conversation. So this is just from the dog's perspective. And it's true. And it's It it's wasn't funny. for us. We didn't hesitate. For a lot, I mean, for a lot of people, it's... We it's, don't have kids. Our dogs aren't kids. Yeah. Fuck it. I have two lowered dogs. Dachshunds. That's German lowered. lowered dog they stanced out or they just they're not stanced out they're properly cambered spherical bushing yeah uh yeah exactly (laughs) it does now (laughs) Uh, yeah uh extra hardware you Um, put in olin shocks because it's expensive we lightened his spine up a little bit um by removing two herniated discs and getting the rear legs working his leg his back legs stopped working one day i just give him one of those wheelie cart things no because so cool you know how those are actually also extremely expensive those are a few thousand dollars dude the markup 
I because I had these things. We had to overnight his wheeler no, no, kit no. from Japan. On like, if you want to get a cane, if you're in a hospital and you, and you get hurt, for oh example, right, yeah, and you and they give you a cane, if you look at the the bill for that cane, yeah. it's gonna be like three hundred dollars for a piece of wood, right? Which you can go to like a dollar store and they have yes. canes in the back. Yeah, um, if you go to the right restaurant, they're free. But uh, uh, you know, I think we're running out of time here because our. our we had some good conversations, though. This was a good one. It's good talk. Um, episode, like I said, 60, though. I'll figure it out when I'm plugging this bitch in later. Um, so that is the Hooniverse podcast for this evening. Zach, thanks for joining us. Tell everybody where they can find you uh, Find me on Twitter, just at Zach Clapman. On the Twitter. Find me on the Twitter, look at smokingtire.com. Those are the easiest Zach sources. Clapman, one word, no underscore. One word, Z-A-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. Um, You'll all misspell it. Excellent. Uh, don't forget to go to Shout Engine if you want your own podcast. As we say, get your own damn podcast. And I'm trying to get Chris to do a new uh, promo where he says shout it out loud because that's awesome. Um, shout. Yeah. Shout. Shout it Let out loud. He's all the um, Also, uh, follow me at Jay Glucker. Follow at The Hooniverse. Go to our YouTube channel because we're uploading more and more videos and subscriber counts growing. Thank you very much. Face, uh, YouTube slash, I think we're... The, we're The Hooniverse on YouTube and Facebook. We're Facebook slash Hooniverse. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Adios.